Hello everyone and welcome to this Nintendo Life for a bonus episode, special episode, in this season of Star Wars, kicking off our December of Star Wars podcasts. Um, we're going to talk about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, a game that came out about a month ago now, um, as of recording, and uh, it is obviously available on PlayStation, on Xbox, and on PC, unfortunately not on Switch, but... Um, it's one of those things, Bally, when there's a Star Wars game that comes out that is as, I'd say, significant as this one, and with as many narrative implications as this one has, it's something that we were going to talk about, I think, right? Because, yeah. you know, there have been Star Wars games in recent years, like Battlefront and stuff, but, like, the campaign in Battlefront 2 was bad, and, like, no, it's a multiplayer game, you know? Like, it's, it doesn't really feel like it was a thing worth discussing or even playing, right? Like, yeah. we... I think for me, when it comes to a Star Wars video game, I'm much more interested in is the video game good rather than it's Star Wars. Like, we're not that type of Star Wars fan where we'll just consume everything. Yeah, but I'd, I'd go further and say that someone like you is more interested in something that does focus on the Jedi and the Force and sure. is maybe more story-driven in that sense. Because I know there have been like great Star Wars space shooting games and I, there have been good like third-person games as well, just maybe not as many. Yeah. Um, and then... There was obviously the the project Amy Hennig was working on, and then which got cancelled. That didn't happen. So this is almost like a spiritual successor to that. Even though this was commissioned around the same time as that game was. Uh, oh, how weird! Can you imagine yeah. they both came out. They were both yeah. canon, but anyway, yeah. Strange. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't remember if I introduced myself. I'm MBZ. Hi, this is Bali. Hello. I'm also um, a Star Wars fan. Yes, we're <laughs> yeah. Star Wars fans anonymous, basically. Just stand up and tell your story. There's a beautiful uh, synergy, this podcast, between video games and Star Wars, which exactly. we've never actually done. <laughs> no, exactly, right? Because, like, we, we've always said that if we weren't doing a Nintendo podcast, we'd probably be doing a Star Wars podcast instead. Yeah. Um, so this is, like, our, our venue. This December in particular, we've got this game. We've got, obviously, Episode Nine, which is next week. And then we have The Mandalorian, which has been ongoing. We've both been watching it. Um, so a lot of things to talk about in the universe, which is why we have so many podcasts uh, this month. But, um, yeah, we should probably say this is gonna contain a bunch of spoilers for the video game so if you have not played star wars jedi fallen order to completion and you care about it in terms of its story and and you want to know what happens by playing it yourself please don't listen to this right now please go away and turn it off and and do something else um until you have finished it then come back here of course and give us the download and listen to it um we'd highly appreciate that um so just going into this no very spoiler filled we'll, we'll talk about like a lot of different aspects of the game but um but yeah we'll we're gonna feel free to just drop things that happen um in this conversation um well with that said and done i guess we'll just hop straight into it this star wars game could there's some general thoughts yeah what what were your thoughts coming out at the end of the, this game valley finishing it up this is my favorite star wars game like i think yeah. it, it it absolutely is um I'm a big fan of like the Rogue Squadron series, uh, but as we just said, like for me personally, Star Wars I enjoy the most when they are talking about the Force and the Jedi and the light and the dark and how it all inter inter interacts in the wider universe. And like, don't get me wrong, the Empire is cool, the space battles are cool, the planets are fantastic, but the the primary thing I like is Force, lightsabers, you name it. And this game just has tons and tons of that both from an action perspective in terms of being a jedi 
and also from a, a lore perspective of you know we're four years after order 66 like probably my favorite moment in star wars actually and yeah. we are in a state of turmoil and there's stuff going on and this game just does a fantastic job of exploring those ideas even and it includes even really awesome flashbacks to stuff that happens in and around order 66 and it has links to like the future empire so it's like a it's a cool way of almost linking the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy and yeah of course there's been a couple of films that have also done that in a way but i think this is obviously the first video game that's done it and it just creates a world with characters that you actually care about and they stand alone in an already impressive universe uh, like there are cameos from you know big star wars existing characters but there's a good core of characters in this game you care about and that's awesome and it's one of my favorite story driven probably my favorite story driven game of the year although this year has been quite quiet in that sense yeah. and i've not played a ton of them but um even compared to why there are stories in video games it's one of my favorites and don't get me wrong i think I I, it's very hard for me to kind of judge this game if I wasn't a Star Wars fan. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's yeah. such an intrinsic part of my being that it's kind of like, I don't even know how I would do that. Um, because I know like uh, Brad and Jeff on Giant Bomb were talking about this in the quick look. And Jeff, I think, is less hot on Star Wars as Brad is. And he was kind of like, say you're not much of a Star Wars fan. Is this a great game? And Brad was a bit like, I don't know. Like, it's hard to decipher. So yeah, you can't really divorce your feelings yeah. on Star Wars from... But, from that stuff if you're a star wars fan you like video games this is it does the business for me and i loved it yeah um i was i was really surprised actually generally how reverential it was to the sequels uh one of my favorite opening moments is you see when you're in the um on what's you mean the name sequels of the or prequels Pre- uh prequels sorry prequels, um on what's the planet Braca? Braca is the opening Braca, planet. That's the um, opening planet where he's like a working as like an engineer. And, and like according to the Wikipedia or whatever, it says like he's de- they're decommissioning uh, Republic ships, like yes, in order to right, rebuild them for something Imperial. I'm guessing totally. And so you see early on a separatist uh, ship that yeah. basically is falling through the sky, um, and I was like, oh, okay, interesting. They are they are not only putting this stuff in the game but they are making it pretty center stage like in, in a lot of ways there are there are callbacks and things i think that obviously the order 66 stuff is is the most on the nose one um but there's there's constantly little things here and there um that kind of bring things around um so so yeah maybe let's just talk about the story itself and like some of the characters and, and what happens how do you feel about cal kestis after you finish this game yeah. because to um, me like he's still kind of a bland protagonist i yeah you know it's, it's one of those tests right they and this is the thing that people used to really take the sequels down for which is like describe han solo and people will be like oh he's a rogue and he's like you know he's he's a womanizer and this and that <laughs> and you could like describe personality traits and they're like describe qui-gon Jinn, and you're like um um you know like but people tend to think of the prequels as not having characters with a personality see that's interesting because i'd i'd happily articulate i'd describe qui-gon jinn as easily as i would describe han so like for me qui-gon jinn sure and, yeah. and i would say that as well like qui-gon jinn is stoic he's, stoic, well, he's he a bit is, of a rebel like um, he's 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 all he is kind of a rebel as well he's but he's as much of a rebel as you can be in like that era of the jedi yeah, he doesn't um, because i think that's what the prequels really teach you and in some ways was part of their downfall is how you know how on the nose they have to be about everything and strict and this and Crygon was a bit of a rebel and like can you not see that this boy is the chosen one da, 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 and kind of like we disagree and he kind of 
He he had the option to sit on the Jedi Council if he had just followed the rules a bit yes, better. That's definitely. one line mentioned in that film. But anyway, tangent. Yes. Um, I don't remember where we were. I think uh, you, were, you uh, were just saying that... Cal Kestis as a character, character basically. Cal, yeah. yeah. I, I liked him. I, I like, yes, he's hard to define. Yes, he maybe is a bit bland. Is he probably carried along by all the much more interesting characters in the game? Yes, but yeah. does that make him a lesser character? Maybe no. Like, had he been yeah. really opinionated or a rebel or a, some other character traits I can't think off the top of my head? Um, sure. I don't know if it would have worked as well necessarily. Like, Maybe I, not. And I think that's something about video game protagonists and obviously links the extreme example where like often a protagonist in a video game isn't very... They are often quite vanilla. And They're just a projection of the player yeah, in, in some senses, right? And yeah, maybe Cal... Maybe we're past the point of where you can have such a vanilla character who's just an average like white guy who's just like, right, we've yeah. seen a character like this a million times before. I, I do think they do some interesting stuff exploring his, like trauma right like he definitely is a character who is clo- not closed off from the force in the same way that seer is like by choice but he's more by rusty. fear and by like just being knowing the things that had happened to him and his master and being very worried and and like trying to relearn what he had known before um but also just trying to get over the fact that because he blames himself right for the entire game yeah. he's blaming himself for the death of uh Jared Tapal, his master and thinking that he was responsible and blah 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 and so eventually he's like facing his fears in the in the temple on dathomir where he goes back and and fights like the ghost version of him or whatever um and eventually realizes like he just has to let go um of that stuff which yeah. I, I did find interesting i think it is a very nice moment where it comes to the lightsaber part like where he's building his lightsaber on ilum because it shows that growth growth that he's gone through in it's terms that of overcoming of of like a, a a fault he had made or something like and he, that's another point at which there's a nice scene between between him and seer where like it's clear she's also made mistakes and they yes. and she basically says some lines similar to like We've both made mistakes, Cal, but we know that all we can do is do the right thing going forward, and that's what we've got to do, sort of thing. Right. It's kind of like a, a another way in which they they get closer. And um, it's a um, very inherently Star Wars thing, right? You yeah. think about Luke with Kylo, or you think about Obi Wan with Anakin, right? Like, or even Yoda with Dooku. Like, Star Wars is defined by masters and apprentices, and the the relationship between those two, and either one of the two blaming themselves for the loss of the other yeah, to the dark yeah, side right yeah totally. um, and, which is fascinating to me is just a it's just a you know it's the thing that parallels throughout every kind of story in star wars yeah and there's a lot of like you know serve at the end when she's like fighting vader and vader is like um you know i can feel your anger i can feel all these things and like yeah. it's the it's the rep it's like luke he like jay vader feels luke's anger and and we're now at this point in star wars where it is a lot more gray and like this we we're talking about this before episode nine which i think will put, put a tick on a lot of these things we're talking about yeah. perhaps but like star wars has become a lot more gray especially around ray and kylo ren and the force and the light and the dark and it's and i think this game it's kind of playing on those aspects where, uh, you know, Sarah has kind of gone to the dark side and back and Cal, 
he doesn't really go to the dark side or there's not an implication of that as much sure but he's not a million miles away from it almost i think well i think this game defines the idea of like you snapping and like having a moment as mm. like you don't just turn to the dark side from one moment of snapping right because seer has the flashback we see of from triller's perspective um, which we can talk about the force echoes and stuff because i think that's yeah. an interesting like way vehicle that they get some of the story across um, definitely but like she goes ballistic and just kills everybody in that room essentially but then she decides not to turn to the dark side she just runs away and closes herself off from the force and i think that you that mean Sierra? Ex- i think you said triller yeah I, I i was talking about it was from triller's perspective okay because right got you, you see it got yeah. you. but Sierra does does that and then you uh yeah you realize that yeah she actually and she does use the dark side again against vader but then makes the turn well they were both tortured as well like on those totally tables yeah. and that's kind of the implied way that vader recruits inquisitors is like this very specific like taking yeah. padawans torturing them and it makes sense right because like you imagine without a jedi order without you know young kids and that's the entire premise of this game is like hiding force sensitives from yeah. the empire because were you already they aware would... of like the inquisitors and some of the plot points yeah. and rebels and right. some like i was aware inquisitors existed mainly would you define um the what's her face from dathomir who's dooku's apprentice as a inquisitor at that point in time sorry who's um, what's her face who, um do you know the bald lady with two lightsabers who's in oh, clone, clone wars, wars. i can't I, remember her I name i think there's an answer to that question i just don't know the answer i've not seen enough of clone wars to remember does it begin with a v i don't know does is she was she a night sister did she come from that planet i think that's what that is about maybe. i think um, so yes and like the i think they even say the plot ventress like, asajj ventress, ventress that's her. yeah yes. i think the plot is that like dooku goes to dathomir and kills everyone and like that is why Merrin distrusts anyone with a lightsaber light or dark you know yes like, yeah, yeah exactly um, and I, I i can't remember how that ties into ventress but i think that is all told in clone wars yeah yeah um, um, just quickly to wrap back around to cal the the point that i was making with that was he, he's had this lightsaber from his master the entire game and finally like he kind of makes his own right like he is mm. he he creates this synergy of blades which is taking parts of Sears lightsaber and of Jared Paul's lightsaber because so he is kind of a uh, a product of, of two different teachers in, yeah. in a sense and so and then I think that defines him as his own person um so I, that's like I really like that part in Ilum and uh, they talked about it on the kind of funny show when they were discussing this game before it came out but they mentioned like there was a point in the game where I changed my lightsaber and then I never changed it again right and the game doesn't make you do that the game doesn't force you into locking it in even like as soon as that moment happens where you can choose what color you want you can can go straight back and change the color again but i was like i i felt the game did such a good job of landing that relationship between you and your lightsaber and and the importance of it and saying like this is yours now and now it's kind of solid right it reminds me of so i've been watching his dark materials which is um, based on you know philip pullman's best-selling book series that i read when i was younger um very very good and in that series every um person has a demon which is this animal type creature that is essentially like a part of their soul bond yeah yeah and um and when you're a child your demon is uh changeable it just is constantly like fluid and just can become whatever animal you want it to and you hit puberty and the demon 
chooses what it's going to be and stays like that for the rest of your life yeah um so it's, it's a coming of age thing right it's like it's like puberty it's talking about like ideas of like when you're a child you can be anything and then eventually in adulthood things become more set in stone blah 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 um so i i felt like that was a similar idea here that they were kind of getting across that's, that's um, one of the criticisms kind of funny we're talking a lot about with the prequels was that the original trilogy had really set up the lightsabers like this identity thing like you grow with it you know as you've talked about like the like the demons yeah and then in the, a lot of the prequels kind of they're losing lightsabers they're getting new lightsabers they're breaking lightsabers like there's a lot i mean but it's also a different time right like i think the importance of the lightsaber and the uh, main trilogy importance after order 66 totally yes yeah yeah, because of the rarity right because of the idea that kaiba only exists in these few places Mm. ilum being one of them where a lot of the the kaiba deposits are and obviously in rogue one they are mining kaiba from one of the temples i think or taking it from one of the temples um, yeah. in order to power the death star essentially which is one of my favorite like little lore things like fucking nerdy shit about star wars is the idea that the death star is powered by totally, fucking kyber yeah. crystals like yeah. oh i love that shit that's great yeah. Yeah. um so so yeah i i would say just to wrap around all the way on cal is he's fine he, but, but i also think that he does he is more than a bit of a blank slate and they do do a good job of giving him an arc and and like making him a bit more interesting as a character and obviously he's got bd1 around to kind of flesh out some things i was gonna say bd1 who's constantly talking to you just adds so much to that character uh and you've seen it all a lot in video games they have like their companion who does stuff and i think bd1 is maybe one of the best companions like in, in video games ever and i think it's one of the ones that makes the most sense right like yeah. it's because we've seen droids like this and we know how they interact with people mm. um and I just love and, how functional he is with the map and the stims yes, and yeah. the, like hacking things, opening doors. It's like that is what a droid would do in oh, this, totally. this universe. Like it's we know that from the films, the other lore. Like this, it makes perfect sense. Uh, and the fact that he's like a little, very portable one that's just on his back, like that's perfect for essentially a Jedi on the run, um, which is what Cal is. Like I, I love it; just works really well. Yeah, it does. I I definitely fo- found moments that. Where I was like, well, you didn't actually have to do much writing here. You can kind of just, like, beep and boop. And, like, that's endearing to some degree. But there's a moment where Cal's, like... Or BD1's, like, trying to tell a joke. Yeah, and, like, I love you'd, that. You'd, you'd never hear the joke. So it's, like, to some degree, it does a good job of endearing you. But also, like... I don't know. They didn't have to write a joke, no, so they, I, they kind of get off scot free almost. Like I guess. That, uh, yeah. I mean, you know. I, I thought I it guess. was really funny when... Yeah. It's like, ah, good one, BD. Good one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is it's interesting, because Star Wars has always done that with stuff like R2 and BB-8, is they don't, they never put a subtitle track down there to say what they're saying. You you just never know what droids are saying, essentially. Yeah. You have to I mean, infer the, the, it. They've gone, like, there's the other, droids are either one or two things. They're either the beep bop badoop droids who are uh-huh. like, you know, BB-8, BD-1, yes. R2-D2, and then you got the the speaking droids like C-3PO, totally. uh, K-2-1-SO, I think. Is K-2-SO. K-2-SO. Yeah. K-2-SO and then you've who got, you like, fight a lot of fucking k2so's in this game let me yeah. tell you Jesus. and there's l9 oh, is that her name and um oh yeah, yeah. Solo, and solo who's very right. talkative so 
like and then like becomes the kind of... part of the ship or whatever yeah yeah, yeah there's a lot of k2ss they were one of the most frustrating enemies for me like they just had like this awkward... i agree i shouted yeah. god i was screaming my head off at some of this because they got K2SS. like this this that rare attack where they grab you and just like throttle you and yeah throw but you like sometimes like... i would dodge out of the way and they would still in the animation be able to grab me and i was yeah. like why yeah. no you shouldn't be able to do this yeah um there's a fun arena in the inquisitor fortress near the end of the game where there's like a lava pit and like if you change the uh the thing before you go into the room like if you go up to the controls you can open up the lava pit and then you can just push some of the enemies into the lava which helped in a couple of those fights because they they do some enemy combinations in this game that are fucking dicks man jesus like they definitely ramp it up uh to a pretty significant degree um but yeah let's, what about the rest of the crew grease and, and seer and and obviously Merrin who joins later it, um i absolutely love it i think not just them but like the design of the ship the fact that the ship goes between these planets the the, the i kind of wish there was more to do on the ship you know like yeah, you kind of I mean, don't have much aside from those plants you can look at the the, the com the camaraderie on the ship works like there's that table that's very millennium falcon-esque it's essentially the millennium falcon but just in a long sausage shape instead of like a big plate <laughs> sure um, it's like it's almost like more of a corridor really than anything a else. corridor yeah yeah but i just mean like the sort of rooms and the, the sort of way that the characters interact feels very millennium falconish and that's a really original trilogy star wars thing and just grease yeah. is like this i think uh, someone described him as like a new york cab driver or uh-huh, something. yeah like, that's his style um <laughs> and then seer is just like very mysterious and gradually tells you more about herself and like yeah. the two of them are just yeah, they 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 come bounce off each other really nicely, um, and yeah, Marin is very late, but she's very interesting too. I'm sure that they're setting her up for like a sequel, I guess. Yeah, I I didn't really feel that endeared to either Grease or Sir early in the game because they don't they don't really very quick. say much. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like you you end um, Braca and that sequence, and you hop on the ship, and. They're kind of like, okay, here's a quick intro. Um, here's show. Here's the bit of fan service again for the prequels, showing you the holocron with Obi Wan talking yes, about Order sixty six, uh, which is just fucking engineered for me and you, basically, yeah. <laughs> to make us like this game more. Um, and then they don't really talk at all. And you go to Bagano and like you do the stuff there, and like you find out about Sears Master, and then you don't talk that much. Like I think that's maybe the point at which you talk about Trilla, but maybe that's like after Zepho. But like it's not until after Zepho that it, I I felt they started to get into a bit more of a rhythm. Um, and like Kashyyyk was the point in the game where I'm like, okay, I'm here now. Like now I'm on board, and, and I was really into when it. When you're driving there at that, yes, I is think that, that was before you go to Zepho the second time right yes it yeah, is yeah because right. you yeah. go uh bagano then zepho then um kashik and you can go to dathomir in between in to pick between, up yeah. the uh double the lights but let's quickly yeah. just talk about that in terms of the sure. marketing of this game because we were both spoiled um in different ways on things in this game yeah uh, the double-bladed lightsaber. They literally. I was watching the XO19 conference, and they showed a fucking launch trailer for Fallen Order, and that was in the fucking trailer. I was like, "Why would you do that? It's such a cool so I, thing." Yeah, I didn't know about the double-bladed lightsaber. I think I could have, if someone said, "Bally, do you think a double-bladed lightsaber will be in this game?" I, I might have said like probably but yeah like when you start to think it from a gameplay perspective and like how it could tie in then you're like oh yeah, yeah this the makes fact sense. that it's actually mechanically different to the single blade i think is awesome like oh, it's great, not yeah. just like a, a palette swap but like it i sure. love that it like 
you can deflect a l- double the number, at least double the number of bullets. Like it is yeah. awesome at deflecting. And then if you are surrounded by a lot of enemies, you can just get extra damage into enemies by swinging it about. And yeah, obviously for the big one-on-one fights, it's nice to have that single blade that does more damage. Like I love the difference between the two. Yeah, um, I kept forgetting which left or right change to which one and messing that up all the time. <laughs> right. um, because like these fights are intense, and so you're obviously like flailing sometimes. Without, oh no, I'll change, and then you get hit, and you're and like, then oh, God's sake. on top of that, having that move that breaks it in, in half, and you got two single bladed that just yeah, like through. It's like this is that. I was really surprised by that, and it same, awesome. yeah. Because on Ilum, I was like, oh okay, so we're getting this, and then it's like, okay, so it's still a double bladed, and then he splits them apart, and I'm like, oh fuck, it's a double. <laughs> bladed and also it can be two oh, and it works really well with the story moment of the crystal cracking and so you have the two halves so they can okay right i hadn't put the two together that makes sense yeah because that that's how it would work because you couldn't split if it was one crystal you wouldn't be able to split the lightsaber in half because you need the crystal to power it right so the two crystals power the two ends individually and independently of one another um which is why you're able to actually shift them apart from I, li- I like that you talked about getting your new lightsaber on Illum and the build up to that and how big of a deal it is and then it could not be diametrically opposed to if you go to Dathomir and you get that double bladed lightsaber yes. where you're walking yeah. along it's like oh here's a crafting table oh I got double bladed yeah. lightsaber just like that like this <laughs> yeah zero, exactly zero narrative impact whatsoever right like it was it, it, it does kind of come out of nowhere on Dathomir but I think it is worth going there early to get it yeah because it just helps and like uh, fighting what are they called Knight Brothers yes like and it's like that is the same race as Darth Maul hmm, uh-huh. this planet is interesting oh yeah right we got double bladed lightsaber like I love the tie-in is nice tie-in. yeah like, it, it's good more prequel pleasing you know like I yeah love it. I love it that's why I was saying it's like there's, there's a lot of prequel pleasing in this game, and like it's not only. I mean, Dathomir generally, I did find pretty miserable, sure. especially the second time you come back and it gets hard. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of enemies. It, it's a very it, dark, gr- grimy kind of not nice planet. And then when Marin starts bringing all these witches to life, yeah. and they're like undead zombies like, running at right, you. There's zombies now in Star Wars. Fantastic! Uh-huh. Like, I was not <laughs> expecting this. Also, Dathomir, like with the Night Sisters like properly goes into magic and stuff and that's just not like star wars is all about the technology and the force but you don't think about magic well it's interesting because magic and the way that they spell that is it has a k at the end of it and and so it's basically a completely different thing it's just a way of using the force that's neither light side nor okay, dark right. side it is linked um, to the force okay it is linked to the force yeah it's not just magic it's not just like now we've got wizards in star wars which technically jedi are space wizards but you know um <laughs> The Force does have... Magic is like a thing from the Force, essentially. Okay. Um, which, you know, we we need to go on deep dives and read some more Wikipedia, um, as I was suggesting to you earlier. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, there's definitely some things there. But um, back to the crew. Uh, yeah, Grease and, and Sierra, I, I definitely think, come into their own. And I really like Meryn. I think that she's just a very interesting character and the way that they do the twist with her and Taron Malakos, because you're kind of led to believe like maybe Taron Malakos is the guy who will join me to some degree <laughs> so, oh um, wait he's got a red lightsaber I'll forget that <laughs> yeah. oh no yes red lightsaber equals bad I mean you still have the very black and white Star Wars going on in this yeah. game it's not going to shy away yeah. from that um but yeah I, I like what they do with her character and she's also a character in terms of her power set that can kind of come along as a companion you know, like when you're going back to your ship, she's like disappearing and reappearing and mm. like helping you with bridges and using her powers to help you yeah. get past obstacles. So I feel like 
that I've, I've heard people speculate like what if you play as marion in the next game as like some sequences because that'd be a really interesting do, thing do to we do you know that marion time malakos seer grease like i know grease and seer definitely but like and Trilla, like they're all definitely new for this game like we've there's yep. no other lore that, about taran malakos i was know. very interested in taran malakos so i looked it up after i'd beaten the game hmm. and no he's a brand new character for fallen order so he doesn't have any ties i do like his backstory like he goes to dathomir to escape like following the purge um, well yeah so so after order 66 people just end up wherever the fuck they are like um uh cal ended up from his ship Braca was the closest planet so he just landed there yeah. and has lived there since um so you do, you don't really get a choice right and it's interesting because you can almost think of taramalikos and cal as two sides of the same coin where had cal landed on dathomir who knows what would have happened to him potentially as a young impressionable kid mm. you know um potentially he could have gone the way of taramalikos which is i think a, an interesting paralleling that they had going on for for a, when he was there um so yeah it's good stuff any more characters um, we want to talk about i mean there's cameos so we had saw guerrera um and we have obviously tarful everyone's favorite wookie tarful, yeah. um can we talk about how fucking terrible the wookies look in this game i can't <laughs> so oh, visually, boy. i think the game is fantastic but it's, yeah. it's just there's some hair stuff that the, is the uh, letdown and that's obviously exacerbated by the race of the Wookiees are <laughs> completely just hair, you really know, right? bad. They look so bad. I don't know who okayed that but, design. Yeah, they but... look bad, but I'll give them that hair is hard in video games. Like It is. And I kind of, I'll give a free pass on hair-related things. I, yeah, I just, it looked, it made me want to be sick, really. Like, I just really didn't like. Because, but, on, but honestly, like, visually, what do you think of, like, the rest of the game? Because I think it looks unbelievably good like uh, don't get me wrong it runs very poorly in places and it clips and it thinks but as like a game that like yeah visually and planets like zephyr in particular for me just looks stunning like really impressive it looks good it's fine i don't know i wasn't blown away by it but again like my context with this stuff is probably a higher bar than for you potentially because of some things i've played and played on pc especially yeah, as well. I, I think i found it most impactful because it was just like wow that that is, this world is star wars like oh the, no yeah i think they nail that for yeah. sure like in terms of the feel of star wars and like, like places like bagano and zephyr i think bagano less so to me bagano especially has real bad frame rate issues and yeah. also i think the texture work is terrible on that grass stuff like it looks mm, ugly mm. um but zepho really has a great it has a main trilogy feel to it um it, it just has a it's star like a wars melted feel to hoth. It. like it's yeah it's got that it's snowy but also grassy and mountainous but like the, and... the um the kind of village area you know when you're going around there and you have like yeah, uh, buildings yeah. and stuff that that was really well it done reminds me of that planet that the flashbacks in rogue one are on it's like a grassy windswept it could be yeah. like new zealand or scotland or ireland or somewhere like it's quite on a snowy day obviously but a bit more mountainous yeah um it's it's really cool it's definitely probably the standout new planet if i was to say um because well i mean dathomir already exists and um ilum already exists i i I don't know i do think there is reference to the zephyr and other things and like um, i i didn't think there was i thought this was a brand new invention sure Um, i'm interested like and that's what i think is interesting is that like to my knowledge rebels is the only visual 
representation we've ever had of sort of like these old Jedi temples and and those things coming back. So this was like the first time that it's semi photorealistic, you know, like to have these old yeah. Zepho temples on Dathomir and Zepho and like Bagana. A style that's just more in line with the movies. Yeah, uh, as yeah. And I to think that's cartoon. so. This period of time is something that I think Disney is just going to keep going back to, like because. It, the setup I mean, it's having... 20 years that you can tell infinite right. stories and having, in. having a, a, a pro, a, a, apparently, it's approximately 200 Jedi that are across the galaxy. Um, spread, that have survived. That have survived mean? the Purge, exactly. And we know about maybe 15 to 20 of them, more or less. Sure, um, yeah. Which is interesting. So, yeah. And of course, you know, all those kids from Holocrons who will grow up and, you know, probably, you know, you could tell a story about someone who's like 19 who discovers their force powers and like near the end of that 20 year period, you know. Um, yeah. Th- did, there's there's did, possibilities. Did they ever explain how the Holocrons are created? Uh, I don't know. It's quite know. mysterious, yeah. Anyway. I don't know. Their technology, it's Star Wars, it happens, you know. <laughs> Do you know how a lightsaber works? No, it works. It's a lightsaber. <laughs> you put a crystal in it, bang, you got a lightsaber. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I I think that overall it's it's a strong cast and I feel like that they have the opportunity to widen it um, and, and bring in some... They can keep... You were mentioning like you want maybe some cameos from someone like Ahsoka. Which... I can definitely see like more Clone Wars and Rebels characters like Ahsoka, Darth Maul coming into it um, as cameos. And as you see, I, I don't see them, you know, taking over the story. I think it'd be like Vader or Saw Gerrera, like just to appear and be cool, but not dominate the existing strong relationships we have with the, the crew for yeah. this game, you know? Yeah. I mean, one character we haven't talked about is Trilla, right? And Trilla is mm. the apprentice of Seer who during... Order 66 gets captured by the Empire, is then tortured and becomes an Inquisitor. Mm. Um, And for me, the game really... I really was like, okay, I'm in when that reveal happens because you have one conversation with Seer previous to that where she mentions Trilla's name and says, like, I had this apprentice. She died. It was kind of Seer opening up a bit to Cal and, like, talking about her experience during the purge. It's like Obi-Wan and Anakin in episode four. Like, oh, he... Darth Vader killed your father sort of thing like yeah kind of yeah basically um but it's just said like oh she died blah 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 um and then you see the second sister who you've already had an interaction with previously she takes off her helmet and she reveals that she's Trilla um or maybe you figure it out I can't remember um what the case was but uh then then she's like on your radio for a little bit after that fight but i was like oh wow this is i think it was the moment of that plus that fight was really good and i really like those as i kind of mentioned the best stuff in this game is the one-on-one lightsaber duels i had so much fun with all of them and found them very rewarding and the only moments in the game where i felt that the combat really shone um because really when it was larger enemies and stuff like that and I, i i did feel like obviously when you had to refresh your health and like they respawn i'm like okay like i get it you want doing the dark souls thing but i'm really not into that you know it's just like i have to go back through this area and kill all these guys again um i found it a little bit annoying but on those concentrated fights i was very into them so yeah i i I like those fights a lot as well and i don't know if i've said this on the podcast yet but i was i think i had a lot more of an easy time when i changed the setting on my tv to like game mode because i I was finding even though i was playing the game on jedi knight which i think is like normal um i was finding the timings on the counter is very tight and i thought 
I'm on normal. It shouldn't be this tight. And then yeah, so and if you look at the bars which show exactly. you parry counter timing, which it's is a really massive. cool feature. Yeah, it's massive compared to the one for Jedi Master. Exactly. So, it's like a so I was wide thinking, window. why is it so tight? So I changed it to like game mode, and it helped. Uh, tremendously so that was unfortunately after the Taron Malakos yeah after you spent fucking hour and a half fighting him so once I'm like 80% through the game whatever but um, certainly for that final area um, the uh, what do you call it the Inquisitor Fortress Inquisitorius I think it's called Uh, and you definitely go there in Rebels which is also cool but um, yeah that the timings just worked and the final Triller fight was a lot more better timed and I, yeah. did, I did use a guide to go around, get some um, stims, which I only had two of for some reason. I'm definitely not explored enough. Uh, so that, yeah, it, it made a huge difference. And I thought the fighting was fantastic. And I I really did love the sort of... I think I enjoyed Stormtrooper combat the most. And sure. I almost enjoyed that more than the sort of the black stormtroopers that are much harder the the yeah. i forgot their names but I, are they called in i don't know what they're called no that's they're problem, called yeah. um purge troopers or something Purge, that's it yeah. you're right purge troopers um, yeah well like inquisitor juniors uh, yeah <laughs> they, they, yeah <laughs> they like Jesus. some of those guys were really awkward and but like i said when i fixed that timing thing on my telly like it made a huge difference i just got the timing down and i I loved the 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 physics of the countering and the lightsaber slashing and some of the moves that you can pull off i just is one of the strongest bits of this game for me Uh, i just i like i did actually kind of enjoy the crowd management in some aspects where it's like right i'm going to do the long range guys first i've got to get into that safe spot to deflect the bullets and then i'll come back and get that guy and then oh that, that there's that guy and oh here comes a k2s a k29 what's his name k2so yeah there's a name for that type of robot that i don't it's know like an it imperial it's like imperial droid of some imperial something droid. Yeah. you like the imperial r2s that are about yeah i know you just slice them in you half slice them in half i love that <laughs> That's good um stuff. But yeah, you could like an Imperial Droid come on, come along, all right, I'll hack that, and it can att- fight for me. I like that aspect. I, I oh, did yeah, like I didn't all... really use that stuff much with BD. It's quite useful his... end game, actually, because there's some scenarios where there's an Imperial Droid and then a bunch of Purge Troopers, and you can just get the Imperial Droid wailing on the Purge Trooper. Yeah, it worked. Like, cool. I, I loved all that stuff, and I also loved the one-on-one fights as much as I did struggle with the Taran Malakos fight. And yeah. definitely some YouTube comments on guides to that fight was giving me some um some motivation because they were saying equal how equally difficult it was and i presume they were probably having similar issues playing on like hd tvs that were well, like well maybe or they're just bad or maybe they're just bad yeah <laughs> who knows but uh, i don't know i it's funny because you were texting me and you're like oh my god taron malakos and i was like in like what in a bad way or a good way like what i didn't know what you're talking about you're like just spent an hour and a half and i was like pally i beat that guy first time i don't know what you're talking about like i, I don't know um i i yeah i found all those lightsaber fights challenging so he, he's but... actually the only like lightsaber fight in the game where you like he's invincible to the force oh interesting yeah. but but having said that there are some moments where the force will affect him like when he's while he's charging towards you you can force push him but that's like the only uh, point you can't like just force slow him like you can with the others yeah and i guess that just speaks to me playing this game generally i thought the force was bad and i didn't use it in fights because it felt too limited as a resource and it took too long to charge back up to do anything useful and force pushes especially on purge troopers right like purge troopers trying to force push them does nothing they just stagger for like two seconds and then get back at you it feels like a fucking waste um so that's why i barely use force powers because they felt like 
nothing. And I could defeat people by just like sidestepping and then just hitting them and parrying properly. It felt like a really undercooked aspect to the combat system. That like if it's a Star Wars game, you should have this stuff a bit better locked down. But it's also it's that balance between making it a fun game and challenging enough. Um, but I just think it was a bit too restrained. Yeah, I, I actually thought the balance was very good. I I really liked the balance personally. Where yes, there were times where I felt overwhelmed, but when I felt overwhelmed, I could use force powers to like break up enemies or in those one on one fights. Even on the final Triller fight, I'd be like, hmm, I wonder what, like, it felt like a creative use of it. Like, well, while she's charging at me, why don't I force push her now? And, like, if you if you time it right, even on the worst bosses in the game, like, it will have an effect. Like, that would that almost completely staggered her when I force pushed her at the right time. Right. It's like, this feels, like, I actually do feel like a Jedi. Like, this is really yeah, cool. Yeah, but, and, like, it doesn't accomplish anything really right if it's well, you're staggering her to get some damage sure, her, but like, like the it, time it, stop affects that exact same thing but you could be closer to her and close the distance more right pushing her pushes her away from you which means it's longer to get to her the interesting thing about time stop is you can pour obviously you can make them stop in time move around to the side and slash at them but you won't but you'll only do a little bit of damage and you won't actually stagger them as in like if so you you're saying that force push actually affects more exactly. damage. Force push to them. affects more damage because it doesn't actually damage them, but it staggers them, like their as in their stagger bar goes to zero, and then you have a, a larger window to get your saber out and, and damage them. So All like, right. Well, it, I mean, I guess that is a benefit and, and makes a bit more sense. But to me, I never really went far, far enough down the upgrade tree for push or pull to where it ever did much. Like there were moments where I'd like push someone off the oh, edge. Really? See, I. I did. I I powered up. I basically powered up uh, my health and the force the most, and almost left the middle like till yeah. last, which is like all the lightsaber moves that also use the force, which is just annoying. Um, sure. But, uh, I mean, the the most useful one is where because I was always blocking and holding RB anyway. There'll be moments where you'll accidentally press X while still holding RB, and you'll do that split lightsaber right, attack. Right. So I ended up doing that a bunch accidentally yeah, almost. Yeah. And it's almost like I did that on purpose. Like we'll make it the same button as block, and they go between those so you're gonna yes. end up doing yeah. it so yeah yeah um, i loved all that stuff personally yeah. i i did think it was balanced and i think that there's a real i felt by the end there was a real skill in the timing of using the force but at the same time it was equally just as satisfying to get a solid counter like in when you uh time that counter at the right time it's it's yeah. great um so like speaking of trilla one of my favorite moments with her is when she fights you on Pagano, and then she throws her lightsaber at you. And they establish this thing throughout this game that Cal has this ability that's called, like, Force Echoes, where he can touch an object and essentially relive the history of it or, like, get some information from it, from its past, where it's been, etc. Which I think is a really cool idea, and I don't know if it's been used before in Star Wars, um, but he uses it early on in the game to, like, get... A musical instrument to play something and that helps like see her open up and talk to him a bit um but constantly throughout the game you're finding little force echoes where you hear either you know a stormtrooper shouting something or someone who is scared running away from the empire or something really far in the past and it acts as a law bible essentially alongside the scanning that bd1 does um which obviously i know bally that bd1 probably high up your list because he is metroid prime within the game <laughs> yeah. in terms of he's like ah i am the scanner and also i have the the map um so 
how did you feel about that stuff? Did you read a bunch of the lore as you were going through? I read a lot. There were points where I'd pick something up and maybe not come back to it, but like there was a lot I was reading and I, I did really enjoy the, the descriptions. I think that like the design of the animals and some of the names, like some of that stuff where you get the force echo and it's like, right, that's it. Oh my God, that's a clone trooper helmet. Like, you know, what happened there? And then you find out like, oh, the clone troopers surrounded this Jedi or whatever. And I, I loved all that stuff. And yeah, BD1 in general for all the scanning um it's really cool and like it, it's kind of funny because there were some enemies where i'd force them off a cliff and then obviously you can't scan them but you have to, <laughs> you have well, to it's with them. a dead body isn't exactly it? so he actually has to have something to scan which i think is funny but uh, yeah and then he just like runs off on his own in directions i'm like what? oh okay he's like a little dog just running yeah, away i really do um, like that I, yeah bd1 is a fantastic addition to this game like generally for all these reasons yeah but like um i think the reason that thriller moment with the lightsaber works so well is like you've been doing this mechanically throughout the entire game like force echoes are built into how you explore and so i think it as a story moment but also as a moment of like this is one of cal's force powers it's really smart because she knows that and she knows that the trauma that she's experienced that he's now going to experience through the lightsaber is going to cripple him and she can escape again is it Um, bagano or Illum, where there's all that interesting way that they tell the story with like i believe it's on dathomir actually because you go back to the temple on dathomir and you face the ghost image of jaratapal again and you also yes because you go and you go through that whole almost dream sequence where you turn into a sith of stormtroopers and you're climbing up a thing with bullets flying over the top it's really well done yeah so because you turn into a sith for a second and you go towards a wall and like you see yourself reflected in it mm. kind of like a ray thing a ray callback almost yeah. um but yeah that that entire sequence uh, is basically it sets up the ending right because it shows you what will happen if cal takes the holocron finds these four sensitives and starts tries to start a new jedi order is like it's kind of warning him of like hey like this is an idea you have this will probably go badly for you right like the the empire will find you eventually and they will kill all of these young kids and you will have blood on your hands and Mm. what are you going to do about it so it i think it is a it's foreshadowing for them eventually just destroying the holocron at the end of the game right Um, right just to not let the empire have the information so they can never find it and uh and never threaten those people um which is, is very interesting and i think i think it works as an arc for the characters but also like it has to be that way you can't just have a ending where they just go start a jedi order because that doesn't happen in the universe so like it's 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 one of those things that kind of hamstrings some storytelling stuff when it comes to jedi because ultimately if you're telling a story about jedi in this time period they're all going to want to start a new jedi order but they can't do that because that's not what happens um i i do actually think there's always the possibility that they're there are ways of linking the what happens between episode three and four to what happens between episode six and seven. So what I mean by that is like, obviously we know between six and seven, Luke starts a Jedi order or like attempts yes. to. And like, I do think there's the potential that something that is achieved between three and four is replicated or copied by Luke. Like as in like, the, he finds some book that they finally said, this is how you start up the Jedi Order. Like, I'm not saying that's a great eh, plot, but I'm saying yeah. there's potential that there's going to be some link. Eh, I don't know. I, I feel that that's not <laughs> necessarily the way they'll go with it. But uh, I, yeah, I, I just think that 
obviously there are different eras of Star Wars in which you can tell stories. I'm fascinated to see them go to completely different places, like go really far back in the past, like they did with um, Nice the Old Republic um, back in the day, um, because that's like very open, uh, and I don't think there's much canon material uh, after Disney's Disney's own purge of the fucking yeah. I'm expanded universe. I'm unaware of any canon before Episode One, honestly, um, at this stage in terms of like since yeah. the EU got written off, but um. um yeah, yeah. So, so that pretty much um but yeah I, uh that thriller moment of like you seeing and it's really cool because you see seer with her like jedi robes and her hair's really long um uh, that's so what's that's something i love about like rebel solo all the stuff that happens between three and four and like this game is the prequels you're so used to seeing jedi in their robes like yes jedi in their robes like they they were they're almost like you know religious policemen like they're proud of who they yeah, are yeah they are everyone likes them well not everyone but you know, they're, <laughs> they're, well they're, they're popular mm. they, you know that they're, they're not hiding and then all of a sudden jedi go into like casual clothes almost where like you are wearing like the ponchos the the more the leaner stuff and that's in line with the style that like luke is dressed as in like four five and six Uh, right although he does finally have more like a robe thing in six i guess but yeah i I do love that design and i think that's one aspect of cal that i like a lot is like like the design of what he wears and like it's quite utilitarian more so than just being a jedi robe sure yeah i like Um, that stuff it's it's good um and yeah you mentioned it briefly but one of my favorite moments is and i had forgotten about it until i was listening to some podcast and they mentioned it but like when cal is climbing because like one of the stupid things about this game is like when you're climbing a thing you have to tap like rt or lt or whatever it is to grab onto it to climb it it's like why what's the point of that like if he grabs a thing just let him climb it like just fucking just because there's like there's a let go in the grab buttons you can like fall down stuff if you there are i I think there are reasons it works no they could have figured out about it's stupid it literally makes no (laughs) sense there's actually there's zero reason for it to exist um but when he's climbing one of those things and then it transitions and the game does this a couple of times like really cool visual stuff where at the start of the game you're walking down that train corridor like during his dream almost mm. when he's fallen asleep on the train and you're following prof i think is called prof um your friend who gets killed and you get to the end of it and you can't go through the door you turn around and it like warps into a, an empire ship and it's just like whoop, 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 yeah and, like the corridor yeah. goes There's a few dream moments throughout the game where stuff warps around that i really liked just excellent visual stuff that i was very surprised by and thought was just well pulled off and it's also interesting because like i look at that design and i instantly in my head i'm like oh empire but like all the flashbacks you have with jared Tapal are in that ship and you realize oh wait like these weren't originally empire ships before everything turned before everything became the empire these ships were a part of the republic a part of i guess well i guess technically yeah, it was right. The Republic, because yeah. it was, yeah, it was the Republic, right? Because dur- during the Clone Wars, it, it, yeah, the Empire is when things are twisted in Order of sixty six. Yeah. That's when the switch occurred, right? Yeah. Um. So it's weird to me because you're walking around these ships with, um, correctly accented uh, uh clone troopers, like they all have South African accents, um, because they're all clones of Jaguar Fett. He's New Zealand, uh, not South African. He's not. Is he? I thought he was yeah. South African. No, the my knowledge, the actor of um. Django Fett is South Africa, uh, New Zealand. Okay, I yeah. I feel uh, why did I think that? I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, 
that's the case and they they have replicated that correctly um i feel like i need to research this because i feel like you're wrong but i don't know <laughs> um next time anyway, I'm, off, I'm off on talking about something why don't you look it up yeah sure um but yeah so so how do you feel about some of that stuff talk about that other moment with cal with the like when he's in the trenches in the trenches i was going to talk about the all 66 flashback oh yeah we'll talk about that as well yeah so like i i think i don't know for whatever reason but you could have some like worked out that with all these flashbacks happening at some point they were going to do an order 66 flashback but i never put the two together i never thought oh they're gonna do an i just thought oh there's these flashbacks to when he was younger i think i hadn't even worked out maybe in my head like his age the timing of the purge the timing of the game i think i was going in a bit more it was all a bit more gray in my mind of where all that stuff takes place timeline wise so when that order 66 stuff happens i think it's just told incredibly well because he is like he has all this camaraderie with like some of the clone troopers and they're like oh hey cal how are you doing and then and then you're he's talking like i actually thought the way it was set up it almost felt like his master um was like going to turn on him or something weird because he kept he kept keeping a distance from cal in a weird way and it was just he was only doing that because he was it was training and he has to like platform his way to towards it but beyond that it felt like there was like this almost distance and then yeah i mean see... that's kind of the way that obi-wan and qui-gon are as well when you think about it like the, i think the master apprentice relationship yeah. is because it's a not little more... there is a bond but it's not one of almost like love in the sense that like no. jedi don't and it's interesting Love, because yeah. it feels like there are moments with Obi-Wan and Anakin where they're much more bros, like they're much more friends as opposed to what Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan was um, in that sense. Like definitely Obi-Wan like shuts him down at moments, but they feel a, a lot friendlier almost. Um, yeah, yeah. You know. and, and so that moment where you just see a clone trooper behind, uh, what's his name? Taro Tapal. Jaro Tapal. Jaro Tapal. And the clone trooper turns and gets out the little... And the second the device comes out, I'm like, oh my god, this is happening. Like, And uh-huh. you just see the Emperor uh, Palpatine and my god, like at that moment. It's just... And then you, you play through an escape sequence. It's fantastic. Like, it's, it's taking such an impactful moment in Star Wars and, you know, how does that narrative play out in a video game? Like, that's something that... Yes, you see all the Jedi suffering in in the film but you don't but that's like a one minute sequence it's very short it's a one minute and you can't actually die in that sequence either like i fell off a few times and i realized oh there's no health bar like this is no i'm talking i'm talking about in the film like 66 is a one minute sequence that doesn't really talk about what actually happens in all those places you just get flashes of all these people yeah versus this which is it's not a one minute this is like a 20 minute sequence almost it's Um, a bit shorter than that but yeah yeah Yeah, it's maybe like 15 or something yeah but you go through the entire ship and there's a great moment that then gets paralleled later on where you are in this corridor and you see Jaratapal on the other side of the mirror uh, of the window and he is just like fucking Of course he has a double-bladed lightsaber. <laughs> he did, yeah. And he's just fucking murking on these dudes and taking them all out, um, annihilating them and uh, and you just need to open the door for him to get through. Uh, and Seer does the exact same thing later on. Like yes. It, you see yeah. her through a window and it's like in it's like an in-engine cutscene like it's yes you can tell like it's because it doesn't look as good actually but like it's still really cool and yeah but i mean it's it's similar kind of cinematography stuff that i'm talking about with the other moment that i didn't that i said about the um the, the the trench where it looks like you're climbing up a 
surface and then it transitions to it looks like you're crawling through a wall oh i've got you right yep yes that's awesome yeah so like visual stuff like that amazing and really well considered in this game just i didn't expect it to do that type of thing and it's it's very clever um you don't see stuff like that that often so um it just works really well and uh and yeah and you kind of get the idea of of why cal has had this issue with him thinking he's responsible the whole time because he just blames himself because his master dies there in the ship as they are just ejecting and and escaping the planet um Um, the actor for Django fett i did look it up yes he is from new zealand well done bally you win the the bet um congratulations i don't know why i think it's one of those things that like it's one of those things you know that i've never addressed it in my head i since i was like 10 when i watched attack of the clones or whatever i was 12 and i'm like oh he's from south africa in my head and then i've never thought about it again and it's just been there whereas if i had any modicum of just intelligence i would have figured it out by now but i haven't for whatever reason been forced to address the case of his accent until just now on this podcast and realized that my knowledge from being a 12 year old isn't quite <laughs> sufficient anymore um yeah. So he he was actually involved in like a lot of video games for obviously the voice, but uh, he wasn't yeah. involved in this one. I mean, you can just do a generic New Zealand accent. Yeah. And the last fine. game he was involved in was 2017 Star Wars Battlefront Two. Oh, he, he was. Yeah. Oh, he did play the role. Interesting, huh? But he That's was actually cool. playing Boba Fett in that, not the. Oh. yeah yeah interesting well i mean he is a clone boba fett is a clone so it makes sense um also obviously lucas got him back to do voices in the sequels uh the Matrix, original sorry. trilogy original yeah. trilogy yeah. yeah prequels prequels sequels, sequels. Oh, God, too much too much now um cool uh wh- where else should we go what what other stuff do you want to talk about well, there's one big thing that was not talked about yet it's yeah like... yeah the ending the ending. What, the ending. What an ending. First of all, the planet is incredible. I love it. It's like, you do get very used to like the Imperial corridors in this game. And they, for me, they never felt boring or I never got tired of them. Like it was constantly, so I just found it really impressive how accurate corridors in this game, all the Imperial stuff just worked for me. And then to have that, but submerged underwater on like a volcanic planet, uh was just awesome like I, I absolutely loved it and i think that the thriller fight is suiting it's hard i liked it it was good and then you think not right so what's happening now and the way that vader is introduced where just hear it you, yeah. you just hear it and you're like well i know who that is and then well but also here's the thing which we didn't actually talk about when we we're talking about fucking spoilers is both of us got spoiled on vader being in the game yeah. in different yeah. ways you got spoiled in the way that everyone on the internet was complaining about is that ea fucking put this trailer out that was on twitter and it's like five seconds like there's a shortened version of it that i saw recently it was even, like, yeah he's in the shortest version yes. it's like he's in like this five sake. second version which if you even are on social media for like more than that time then everyone like you're scrolling down you're gonna see it like you're gonna see vader in the game and it's like for fuck's sake like i i 100 percent understand why a marketing department would do that because it gets people interested who otherwise would not care at all. Yeah, I um, think this game's going to sell incredibly well. Yes, like Star it will. Wars does, and um, I'm I'll be interested to see how how well it sells. But uh, yeah, but like you fucking shouldn't do I that know. so close to launch. What are you fuck like? It literally the end, like super end game. And I'm 
the reason I got spoiled is because I'm a stupid idiot. Because um, I was on Reset Era and I was like reading the thread and someone was like, um, here's a spoiler. I tagged it as a spoiler. Super late game spoilers. I was like, oh, I'm super, I'm at the Fortress. I'm super late game. I'm right before the Triller fight. I'm like, I'll just click this. Um, and I saw the word Vader. I was like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, you <laughs> I'm were so idiot. close. I was, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I don't know why I did that, but sometimes I do that. I often, often, I often get spoiled on story stuff. This happened with God of War, I think, or something. Like when I'm looking up a guide on like how to do something. And yeah, then yeah. So, yeah. Um, I but so I was I knew Vader was there. Yeah, However, and you were you were texting me about it. You're like, oh, this is really annoying. I was like, well, like knowing he's in the game is different from actually playing because that sequence. the amount he's in the game and the amount of stuff he does and he's well, also... he does, well, I would I wouldn't over exaggerate it because it's it's like a you know it's a five minute sequence. Yeah, I mean, I'm comparing um, it to I don't know Rogue One, perhaps. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I mean, I would say it's a. Rogue One is a very good comparison point because Rogue One, you're fucking terrified of Vader and what he can do. But this is a video game in which you're playing the character and you're even more terrified of Vader because you're running the fuck away from him and trying to escape. But before that, you confront, like, the camera set, the the game sets itself up like you're fighting him, like he's another boss fight. It does, yes. And and I think you can. He just drags you towards him and you need to rip the thing from the ceiling to, like, interfere, essentially. Right, right. And get away so you can run. Um, but, like, the, I think the thing that just epitomizes Vader and how fucking ridiculous he is is, like, Seer charges him and he does, like, the most casual just, like, fingers to the side and she goes flying down into the pit below. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck. Like, that really establishes his power in such a, a good way. Um Obviously, like, Seer survives. Like, I was like, oh, shit. Did he just fucking kill her? This main character through his entire game? When when Meryn came on board, that's when I thought Seer was dead. Like, as I thought, right. right, they're keeping the crew, like, a constant number. And then we're gonna... There's gonna be a death. And Yeah. The only death in the whole game is actually just Trilla, right? Like, it's, Yeah, I guess so. Um, You're right, yeah. Which was a bit surprising to me. Uh, uh, I didn't think so. I thought, like, it's the final boss. You're gonna kill her. They're gonna do something else for the next game. I feel like they'll... They'll have another thread you can go down. Um, but, yeah, that entire sequence of as he just rips things and, like, platforms reorient as you're running through. And then, obviously, in the corridor where he's just holding back the entire fucking ocean yeah. as uh, yeah, as you yeah, crack that's it. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, Man. And then BD1 stuns him. And it's yes, like, right, does. okay. Because anytime Star Wars gets overly serious or scary or something, there's always, often, there's just something that'll be like, remember Star Wars is for kids. And it's like, that was the moment was like, oh yeah, it's Star Wars. Like, you know, yeah. one kind of electrocutes the most powerful Sith in the, in the galaxy. Like, there we go. There's Star also Wars. like a, a very slight shout out to episode one where um, Vader pushes his lightsaber into the elevator to try and cut it. Like, a la Qui-Gon, you know? Oh, right, yeah. You know, yep. that's that's kind of what I associate with totally. lightsaber in big door is Qui-Gon trying yeah, to open that Trade yeah. Federation door. Um, There's a so. good few nods to the prequels generally. Sure. Um, well, I mean, that's what I mean, right? Order 66 is probably the most yeah. overt Going one. to Kashyyyk, like Kashyyyk. Yes, Kashyyyk as well. And, and Tarful being seeing there. Seeing Kashyyyk four years later with all this Imperial architecture now on it. And I love that the... The two times you visit Kashyyyk, the first time you're essentially visiting like an imperial base 
in and amongst the jungle. We've not even talked about the Atat sequence, which was incredible. Yeah, that was really good. That was one um, that I got on board with. Yeah, quickly on that, I so you land in the water, and I kept like swimming past the Atats and getting yeah. and getting burned, and I'm like, what? What am I doing wrong here? Like this game isn't this hard so far. And then I thought, oh, you climb it, and then uh-huh. it's like this yeah. is awesome. And then you, oh my god! And then that's how you meet Saul Guerrero as he's jumping on the Atat, sure. like, looking yeah, in the window. Yeah. It's just like this is great storytelling and just oh felt amazing. But and yeah, I think that was good. in Kashyyyk. They started to vary the gameplay a little bit and just do some different yeah. things like that. So that's why I found it um, much. What more, I love more is that the first time you visit Kashyyyk, it's very imperial. Like you are you're in that building a lot of the time, uh, and then the second time you come back, they're like, right, you're going into the wilderness of Kashyyyk. You're going up up and in, inside that tree, and they're swimming with the um, oxygen thingamy from episode one which is awesome yes yeah 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 there's a lot more like these slugs and spiders and and that kind of enemy and and like i just i love that there was like a break from the imperials and obviously you go up the tree and you meet like the ninth sister and there's that huge flying thing and there's a huge right they do that a couple of times because they got the bat obviously which is a sequence where you fall through the air which is like totally like a god of war style it is uh, yeah and souls fight like it was pretty cool yeah yeah, I, I I feel like the uh, the stuff where they're tumbling through and try, or he's tumbling and <laughs> trying to catch. It was a little bit ropey. Like, right, now here's of... a bit you're controlling, and it's like you're doing a skydive, and then you have to grab at the right moment. Yeah, and that's the only and, thing you were doing. And it just like reloads really awkwardly, and like they, they were trying to go for epic and scale, yeah. but like you compare that to and, the sequence yeah. in God of War yeah, where exactly. you're fucking God tumbling through the sky, kind of thing way and it's like triple A polished yeah, to like yeah. the nth degree yeah. versus this, which you can't. It's a bit unfair to compare it to that, but. Yeah. It is Star Wars. I, like, I'm glad so. this game had one of those fights. I'm glad it didn't have like too many of those fights. Like I think it it, it yeah. worked. And Dathomir is a very imposing, weird place. So between like sure. Dathomir, Kashyyyk, and I just absolutely loved the location. You know, one of the stupidest things I found was um, so obviously you fly on the bird, and the bird is going to take you back after Kashyyyk. Um, and I like that sequence with the bird where you help it and like you heal it and stuff yeah. like that. It's really well done. Um, very Avatar. And then, <laughs> Yeah, it is very out. You're right, because she's in the tree and everything. You got the tree, man. The bouncy section, I like that stuff a lot. The wall running, it's all yeah, good. Bouncing um, on plants. Yes. Uh, but, like, the bird flies you back, and it flies you back to, like, an area where you still have to travel a bunch to get back to the ship. And, like, why would the, why would Cal not just get this bird to fucking drop him at the ship? Like, it makes no fucking sense. Also, it's a pain in the ass to go all the way back through that sequence. It was just stupid, I thought. Yeah. Um, There's a few moments where, where the lack of fast travel at all. Um, uh, and it's just... Like, the worlds could have looped back on themselves maybe a little better at points if you're not going to have fast travel. Yeah, like, they definitely do the thing with elevators or, like, long stretches of yeah. cable cars almost yeah, that you, yeah. you end up well, using. Well, that moment on Dathomir is like, right, now all the enemies are going to chase you to your ship, and that's how you're yeah. going to go back to your ship. It's like, oh, right. this game, fine. Yeah, right. exactly. It's <laughs> like, ah, did I really need all this? It's not really. It just was a bit frustrating. Um, so, yeah, I think those things were a little bit annoying at points and i wish there was a thing like post game where they'd be like oh now you can just fast travel between meditation points you know like they should have just done that yeah and i think patrick klepik wrote an article about this is a game that encourages collecting but is awful at delivering on that promise where also like the collectibles are not great like they're fine that i wasn't that incentivized to go after them because the ponchos are not very visually they don't change. diverse it's just different colors of the same design like it's yeah. not like 
I and was, then like yeah. B- I like the BD one skins. I I like the lightsaber parts, but also you you don't see your lightsaber that often. I think, <laughs> it's, and it's quite no. small. It's kind of hard to see. All um, I cared about with the lightsaber was the color of the damn. Oh, thing. for sure, like, color totally. is the most important yeah. thing. Because that's the only uh, thing I could damn see. Yeah. Also, because I got the um, the collector's deluxe edition through the EA Access thing, uh, I got like pre-order colors. And I think one of the pre-order colors was kind of like a Naboo-style yellow that was really nice on my ship. Um, so I kept that for a while. Oh, but good. obviously, the ship is is nice to change it's the color cool of. Ship. I really like the ship. Yeah, really good design. The flying between planets, like I absolutely loved. And the the animation and the stuff you do on the ship, like now sit in the chair, and it is essentially just a loading screen. But it, it feels. Is, yeah in world it works yeah they definitely give context to it in a nice way which i thought was was good it's this game's getting a lot of stick for all the times you walk through uh gaps and walls what do you think you do that you do do that in loads of fucking that's like the the standard of triple a game it is but no no game i've played does it as much as this game oh no 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 play tomb raider on ps4 bally and you'll understand that i will that a game that really does it a lot i i personally don't mind at all i like it i would way rather that than a loading yes. screen or you know and like someone like a joseph anderson is like, i mean i need my games to not have any breaks like i and let's spend 20 minutes adding up how much time it took oh i calculated it takes i saved 14 minutes by not crawling yeah through things. <laughs> i personally love breaks in games like especially action games your brain needs a break from the action and it does and yeah it's pacing tra- traversal and going from point to point is part of that and i think just going through oh god it felt so fucking good when you get the gloves that make you walk fast on walls well, that is or good climb i'll fast. give you that definitely that really felt good. real nice <laughs> i have to say but also like getting the double jump like the game like feels so much better and and to some degree like I get it. It's like, okay, at the start of the game, you're not a Jedi. By the end, you're a Jedi. You know, like, it's a very cheesy, corny tagline almost. Um, but, but like, the, the gameplay does evoke that sense of you feeling, not only because you learn and get better at the game, but, like, you get your force powers back and you yeah. have these abilities and your health is better. So you do go on this journey from, like, I'm not very powerful to I'm... And it's the Metroid thing, right? Like, yeah. that's the thing I love about Metroid is by the end of the game, you're a fucking tank of death and you just destroy things and i actually believed the story justification i think it worked well because like since order 66 he had like not used the force like this this was him relearning like i think plot wise as much as it's probably shoehorned in i just think it actually is a pretty good justification for the situation like it it works yeah and also he was so young when order 66 happened he's what like 12 or 11 maybe in that, i think in that he's flashback? 12 like 12 13 because he's definitely like 16 17 18 in this game so he might yes. be as old as 14 i don't know He's not had his uh, growth spurt. <laughs> no, he hasn't. He's very, like, high-pitched little prepubescent cow, essentially. Um, and, and yeah, so... So, yeah, is there, are there any other things you want to touch on um, before we kind of close mm, this? Don't think there's anything specific. Just, I... Yeah. I really love this game. And I was much more into it much more early on than perhaps you were. Uh, yeah. And... A lot of that was based on like Bogano and Zepho, like those planets just hit me and I was already loving the ship even before. I agree with you, Grease and Seer aren't as impactful early game and they get more interesting later on. Um, yeah. But the, already the world and the, the hopping between planets was hitting me hard. One thing we haven't brought up that kind of came out of nowhere and surprised me is uh, the bounty hunter stuff. So yeah. there are bounty hunters who appear randomly in the world as you're exploring. I think exploring. there's three total. There's like four four or five i think because i encountered a bunch of different variants um and they will attack you on site and the, i think 
it might be a i don't know how they do it how they calculate it whatever if it's a scripted sequence or not but i died on the first one i encountered and i was like oh god i have to go back to respawn and then instead of saying respawn which also the fact that the company respawn has a thing that says respawn little on those but i'll forgive them um then it said reawaken instead of respawn i was like what the fuck's going on and you wake up in a prison and you're like oh okay like it just completely takes you out yeah. of where you were it's really cool i like and that. does this entire sequence of you breaking out finding bd1 and then going into this giant arena where you're basically it's you know it's like a gladiatorial ring mm. and people are like betting on it and there's all these aliens um and uh and you're basically paying off a debt for for grease that's why the bounty hunters are after you essentially um oh which is worked that out yeah so I, I some podcast i was listening to said that that was what was going on there um and i was like yeah okay this is pretty cool it's a, it's a nice diversion right because you don't expect it and it kind of comes out of nowhere and uh also um the frame rate was perfect during that sequence so i was like very much like oh okay this is what a constant 60 frames a second looks like this game could be amazing if it was always 60 all the time <laughs> on my pc uh but uh yeah it was that was that was a really good part that i and then there's like expecting. one on dathomir with a huge droid thing like it's like it's like one of those super battle droids from the prequels but like extra extra bulky and just kind of marches towards you did you fight that one what are you talking about? I have no idea what you're There's talking a, about. So I think, to my knowledge, it was unavoidable because you fight him like as you're going to the... You're not talking about one of the guardians from the temple? No, no it's like a crypt on... Dath- the main crypt you go to on Dathmir when you come back. Um, so you obviously fall down the bit and you go all the way back once you got the climbing thing, you defeat the yes. bat. And then just before you go into like fight tower and Malakos, you, uh, you fight this uh, bounty hunter with a huge droid. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I wouldn't have because they're random. They pop up wherever, so that would have been for you where you fought that guy oh, that's versus random. me. Yeah, hmm. I I fought those people when I was coming out of the temple. Um, so interesting because they... I fought them when I was going in, died, went back. They weren't there. Did yes. the thing, came out of the temple, and then they reappeared because <laughs> I hadn't yeah. defeated them. So yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they because that happened to me with a different bounty hunter on another planet where I died and came back. So I looked, I looked up the bounty hunter on Zephyr, the first one I encountered, where you go in, where it's the arena, like you were saying. And, yes, um, yeah. Because uh, I was stuck on one bit, and then I, I read that it there's like four or five spots that all block your ship, essentially. So no matter ah. what way you go back to your ship, you're going to encounter it, and then you, Interesting. you automatically will be defeated and go into the prison. So Well, that's cool, right? Yes, they, they definitely I think it's, it's fantastic. Force you building. to do it, but also they make it so it feels not random but it feels um just kind of emergent almost like they're just that's there that's where they encountered you so that's where you have the fight yeah um, i do like that that's yeah. a that's a neat touch for sure um and like I, we didn't really talk about puzzle stuff but i like some of the puzzle i think that was also where i got a bit more on board was doing the puzzle with the three balls on zepho and like yeah, some of the physics it's, stuff it's, is a little really awkward cool. But I do appreciate that they put some thought into, okay, we're going into temples. We should maybe do some Tomb Raider-esque stuff and yeah. figure out, like, rolling and I think Indiana Jones-esque. Thematically, the temples just worked really well, I thought. Like, the, the, the Zepho, the lore, it combined with, like, these guardians that walk around and, um, uh, like, the puzzles, environmental puzzles, I think all of that stuff was top-notch in my view actually like i think it, I, it works perfectly in the world of jedi and ancient civilizations yeah, you know yeah definitely really cool really cool um 
so yeah that, that stuff was good and uh the, there was one puzzle on ilum as well that was similar to that and you do a lot of um do a lot of plugging things in and plugging things out yeah. <laughs> you know that the, the ropes yeah. that you plug also figuring out that you can actually use the ropes to swing on as well as plug them into things i thought was pretty cool yeah um, yeah that was a cool puzzle that that one had me for a while actually i had to like work out all oh, right so we need to yeah. do this yeah yeah none of them like stumped me but like they did take a little time and you can there are like side puzzles that you can get rewards for and things like that which i, I thought was kind of neat um so so yeah definitely uh i think this game is it's a great opening gambit but i think it could be so much better like had respawn had six months to iron out some of those technical issues i don't think the game overall would have been remarkably different but at least it would have run better and, and been nicer to play yeah um, i was gonna say what would you assuming the game did run well what would you have improved um just about the structure you mean well just generally the game then you the combat the narrative the yeah number of i think planets you, visit or you know whatever. i think it does everything well you know i think it does everything yeah fine it doesn't do anything amazingly aside from being star wars which it does pretty much as well as you can expect from from something like this um i yeah i think everything just needs to have a bit more of its own identity maybe um it does feel like a pastiche you know it is uncharted and tomb raider and it is god of war and it is metroid you know it's (laughs) it is dark souls it's like you you really can just collage it yeah um and i feel like if they are going to make it feel more star wars i think they need to be less stringent on the force powers introduce more interesting force powers for one thing because i think like okay jedi can push and pull and stuff but i feel like you can do way more interesting stuff with the combat more i would personally like to see more of the scripted linear moments like the attack and vehicles and these uh, like gameplay variety gameplay variety like now you're and then that shooting all these you know imperial ships and uh, yeah like and any vehicle sequences i've uh obviously um i'll talk about it on probably the next episode of the show but i played through halo reach um and that halo reach is a game which is like hey you're in space flying a fucking fighter jet now and shooting things like oh wow okay i didn't think this was going to yeah. be a thing but, but star wars it's is fully totally fleshed out universe and... to do that with and other games have done it and i think that yeah. um yeah we've we've done a lot of combat and that's good i mean you've got the ship right like maybe flying from planet to planet i I know that that seems like pretty hard thing to do but it could be cool if you were able to actually control the ship and where it went and choose where you go and maybe there's distractions in space like Mm. bases on satellites or things like that you you could go to are there um, any planets you'd want to go to that we know of Uh, i think they were really careful to say like here are new planets and then the planets you already know about well Kashyyyk's obviously in the films but like and then Dathomir is like a planet you hear a lot about but isn't actually in the films and so, so like it I think the balance of planets they went for was a really nice mix like it, it yeah it was a good balance um I don't know the thing with Star Wars is like each planet is one biodiversity so you can't do much more interesting unless you go planet hopping because the for whatever reason the universe works that this planet is all ice this one is all fire <laughs> this one is all grass well, you know the, the boo is like a combination of gungan city and uh, yeah sure but like it's mainly fields and fields you know, field planet field planet yeah <laughs> um yeah I, I i to me star wars a lot of what the disney have done in this era is is nostalgia plays which is good like that's fine um 
but I, I would like to see different planets and different ideas see i'd love to planets. know what naboo looks like during the empire for example like i'd love that well that sure yeah like one of the locations being in the city of theed and they'd completely oh yeah re-upholstered it or something you know with like Imperial yeah no that Florida. would that would be a cool moment for sure yeah. um but like what reason is there to go back to naboo aside from because you think about it logically and it's like there are bajillions of planets in this universe why would cal Kestis go to theed it's because of fan service that's why like there's not really any i mean there's totally reason. believable reasons they can get you to get go back there in the same well, way there, like there are the but, but we go back to we've gone back to tatooine for example yeah but, no I, I know there are but it just feels contrived to me it, it feel it doesn't feel like a thing that is natural in the world it feels like someone has written this you know and that's sure. where it starts to take you out a little bit from it um sure. which is whatever it's you know it's it's let's be frank it's star wars it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah, you don't yeah. really need to <laughs> what, what else would you like to see in a sequel and do you think a sequel's coming oh a sequel's definitely coming 100 percent. like this game is done well enough it's the highest reviewed star wars game in a long time um it's unfortunately it was a bit too late to get in the game awards and get a bit more prestige but uh yeah i i think ea will green light another one of these and um i think it's also interesting because for respawn this is something totally different they're a first person shooter team they haven't made a game like this before and obviously they brought in stig asmussen because he worked on god of war he has a pedigree in this type of game um and i think now that that team has their head around it and kind of knows what they want to do they can just polish the hell out of a second game and just go crazy with it yeah um, I, I, I think, I think do a good job more than anything what i want in the next game is is that polish like it just to smooth everything out because if they continue totally. with another set of planets maybe some of the same planets but other new planets or a whole host of new planets who knows like narrative wise this game is is going great and they just need to do something the same if not better and i'm confident they will yeah and like i think i'm sure there'll be more cameos and cameos are fine um i think they're great actually honestly i think the Saul Guerrero one in particular was pretty cool and obviously vader was just like vader i mean that's just wow but i can definitely see a ahsoka tano or like Darth Maul or I don't know Bob Boba Fett Jango not not Jango Fett is dead but um, uh-huh. I think there's Very loads dead. of areas they can go that you'll see cameos and I mean I this game has made me want to watch all of Clone Wars and Rebels for myself and sins. I'm telling you that is a bad fucking decision <laughs> I want to you do will it regret it there's so much about uh, the Force and the Holocrons and Rebels and for me this game felt a lot like Rebels from what I've seen of that series and I, that's something I did actually like about this game yeah. um, which is cool I don't think we mentioned it but like yeah at the end they destroy the Holocron and they're like that's the thing which like I don't really know what direction you go in because this game does feel like its own self-contained story yeah like, do they go hunting another Holocron because that's kind of what Rebels to my knowledge does it like they keep they keep hunting Holocron or maybe there's something to do with the Night Sisters right Merrin is now on board she seems like a really interesting character to explore a lot more of and uh, theoretically all the night sisters are dead according to what she says or what she knows what if there is something some thread of the night sisters that can be followed if yeah. some survive somehow like you will cross again with that with at this point in time it's quite clear that the rebellion is like there's different factions and things so obviously Sol Guerrero is like a more radical faction and then you certainly it's even still in factions but by the time of rogue one so like i think there's loads of different factions like emphasis nest as well as another faction like there's loads of things that they could do in and around the rebellion and the build-up to episode four that I think that will definitely be explored in the sequel. We'll start their own one, you know. Could start their own one. Um, cool. Well, 
I think that probably does us, wraps us up. Um, there must have been some things that we missed, um, but I feel like we covered pretty much everything I wanted to talk about with this what game. What colour was your lightsaber? Uh, purple, in the end. I mean, I started out with green. Um, there were two shades of purple. There's like a darker purple and a lighter like, yes, pinky purple. I, w- I went more with the Mace Windu darker purple. Darker. See, I went with the lighter one. Um, don't know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. You want to do a weird colour that you've not really seen that much of. And like, we've seen purple before, but... I don't know. You don't get to use a purple lightsaber that much, and I think it's a cool, cool lightsaber. It's also canon. To Should the they have let of, you like... have a, a red lightsaber? No. Will no. Cal use a red lightsaber before the, the story well, is I, out? I did 100%. like that Seer used a red lightsaber. She used Trilla's lightsaber. Yeah, um, I did so appreciate that. that. I, and this is something I know from Rebels, and you probably picked up from the ninth sister who has the same lightsaber as second sister. Is that all the Inquisitors have that same lightsaber? Oh right, like, and, yeah. they, and they actually can do this thing that Ninth Sister does, where you hold the middle, and it'll and it the technology will actually spin around like double bladed. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, it's cool. I do like that design, and it's like it, it kind of protects your knuckles, like the way that it's like a a dome. Yes, yeah, very cool. No, it's cool. It's it's interesting, and um, it's definitely. I mean, Inquisitors are just an easy way for you to just have enemies all the time. They're right? a bit of cheese when, <laughs> like, kind of there can only ever be one Sith and one Master, and it's like, yeah, but we can also have a bunch of Inquisitors because money. <laughs> because know? they're not actually Sith, are they? They're yeah, just, you know, yeah. very highly trained elite soldiers. I mean, they're like or, the Sith version of Padawans. You get loads of them, and they all, yeah. It right. works. It works. It yeah. fills a gap. Yeah, it does. And I like the idea that they hunt these Jedi across the galaxy. Like, that's kind of cool, rather than just leaving it to the stormtroopers to get annihilated. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say something else, and I've forgotten it. But, um, oh well. Uh, Okay, well, I think that's going to close us then. Uh, Oh, no, here we go. I got it. You got it. Uh, Fantastic. Order 66 sequence, the music. I don't think we mentioned it. They just replicated episode three, right? They just use the music yes. from that sequence in episode yes. three. And as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, this is hitting me now. Like, <laughs> hitting me in that. In because they don't use that much signature Star Wars music um, throughout yeah. the there's some. Game. There's definitely some in there, obviously. And, like, John Williams is credited at the end. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that that is an incredible moment. Like, um, Because so much of Star Wars for me is music. You know, my favorite moment in episode seven is ray pulling the lightsaber yeah. from the snow and that theme playing like it's the fourth oh, theme with ray's theme under underlaying it right or something it, like yeah that. i i don't know what it is but it's fucking beautiful like it's so so good and um i think music is one of the best storytelling devices that star wars has in its arsenal um and it it gets me every time uh so so that was yeah that was a good choice to use that exact same track from is is the three. emperor going to be in the next game oh god no no they're not gonna like unless you want to have a thing where cal gets murdered by the emperor sure but uh that seems a little bit dramatic um yeah i don't think so i feel like i feel like we're gonna find out a lot about the emperor next week <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck's yeah. going on with him but uh I think so but, yeah Cool. Is Cal going to be referenced in any way in episode 9? Not a fucking <laughs> chance. That's the whole Not reason that the chance. game had to come out before that film. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Um, cool, well, I think that'll just close us um, in that case. Uh, thanks, people, for watch, listening, I guess, to this episode. 
um, of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order spoiler cast. Uh, we will, of course, be back on Saturday this Saturday, week. Saturday, December talking... the 21st for our Star Wars Episode yes. 9 spoiler cast. And we've got our yes. Game of the Year Part 2 on December the 23rd. December uh-huh. 25th, Emmy has got his top 100 games of all time. That's the podcast version of his video series. And then December 30th is the Mandalorian spoiler cast. There we go. Um, and then also, if you're listening to this today, you can head over to our Patreon and... Uh, Listen to our Nintendo Game of the Year, where we'll talk about the not Nintendo video games that came out in 2019. Including Jedi Fallen Order. Including Jedi Fallen Order, in fact, yes, true. Um, Great, well, that'll be that. Uh, We'll see you all next time. Thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you, always. Always.